Dawson, love, could you drop that beat to start another exciting and informative episode? Think before you love is the romantic truth podcast motto. Advisory. The content of this show is designed for listeners ages 18 and older due to the adult nature of topics and conversation. Please feel free to subscribe, like, share, follow, and listen on facebook.com slash romantictruth, Anchor, Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Breakers, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Deezer, or your browser. Be sure to share a link with a colleague, family member, or friend. Hi, I'm Natalie Brunswick, executive producer of the show along with Gina Aragon. We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast with your host Jordan in Las Vegas. Hi everyone, Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Hope everybody's doing well. Hassani out of Atlanta, Georgia. I wish you a happy birthday at 44. Gina, down in Miami. Happy 33. And uh, let's see who we have, a 33rd birthday, I should say. Carolyn, out of Hartford, Connecticut. Happy 50th. Joanne in Bangor, Maine. Happy 62nd birthday. Folks, keep having them roll in and I'll read them off. All right, folks, um, what we're going to talk about today is an email that I received from Diana. And Diana is out of Eureka, California, up north. And she writes the following. I just moved here from San Francisco. And I can tell you one thing for sure. Life is definitely different up here. A little bit more rugged. But I do like the clean air. And I like the fact that I'm not around so many people anymore. I have my own business. So I don't really need a lot of people around me. Some of the convenience of urban life is now gone away so I had to make that adjustment there's a guy that I met at the grocery store today very charming very nice but he's a Trump supporter and when I say this I'm talking bumper sticker on the pickup truck he gave me his number and now I'm really reluctant to call him because we're diametrically opposed politically. But he was very charming. He didn't come off like most of the people that I'd run into that supported him. At 48 years of age, I don't know if I'm ready to go through that. I'm one of those unique women that didn't want any children. I've always wanted to be more independent. And some of the things you say about independent women are definitely true. I was molested at a very young age, and ever since then, I've been fiercely independent. I never want to be a victim again. For some reason, I'm attracted to this guy, but I know better. I just know it's going to end badly. I'm just trying to figure out whether or not I should or should not call him. I don't know that many people up here, and maybe he could be a good friend if nothing else. 
What are your thoughts? Diana, I think that you already know the red flag, right? Therefore, you can have him as a friend. But I must tell you that what he's going to more than likely do is still try to pursue you, even if you just want to be friends with him. This is one of the difficulties that women have that men don't have, for the most part. A woman usually has enough dignity not to chase after a man after he's rejected her, because she has more opportunities. In your case, I think you'll be lighting up a brush fire with this. Maybe a long-handled spoon just to give him a courtesy call back. He's going to ask you out. Count on that. That's going to happen. You might want to tell him that you're not ready to date yet. You're preoccupied with your company or whatever you're doing up there. So that buys you some time to really, really feel him out. It's not that you want to reject him based on what you saw in his truck. But I think that what you would need to do is to have him as a friend first and see whether or not it can evolve into a relationship. I think that you're physically attracted to him first. But you're trying to see whether the intellectual connection is there, secondly. Thirdly, you'll be looking for the emotional connection after the intellectual connection, provided you guys can meet on that level. And of course, lastly, intimacy. Well, in any case, I think you should just tread very slowly with this. Take your time. If he starts to put it in maximum overdrive, you know then to shut it down. You're going to have to. Being that he's probably not knowing that you're not from there, maybe, who knows? He's probably trying to see where your head is. One of the things you need to establish up front, if he starts talking politics and he goes on that whole right-wing thing, you need to shut that conversation down quickly. I don't want to talk about politics. Let's see where it goes from that. If that's the only thing that he has, that's his world, you don't need to be there, I don't think. But it's up to you to make that judgment. Thank you for writing me, my dear. And by the way, the picture you sent me, absolutely perfect. The only thing I was hoping was that there are no bears around. <laughs> because that photo of you next to that damn tree, it just looks like something could come out of those woods and just grab you. And man, be careful up there. Because I know people like getting close to nature. But in that case, I think nature was too close to you. Take care. All right. Let's see what else we have here. Okay. Jasmine writes from Los Angeles, California. I've listened to your podcast. 
And a lot of things you have opened my eyes to. Thank God. It was you, sir, that actually made me get up off my ass and finally kick my deadbeat-ass boyfriend out of my apartment. He's been living off of me, not living with me, but living off of me for the last three years. He claims he's always looking for a job and he has an excuse. I've even let him use my car to try to find a job. He brings the car back on empty, saying that he was looking for a job. I found out he was driving out to San Bernardino to see this other girl. That was enough for me. I told him to pack his stuff and go. Thank you. I just wanted to let you know that some people are listening to you, and sometimes we have to make those decisions we don't want to make. It took me three years to make mine. I hope other women will listen to you so it won't take so long. Hugs and kisses. If you ever come to L.A., look me up. I know a good spot, and who knows what can happen after that. I like older men. LOL. By the way, I'm 24 years old. Got my shit together and my head together. That's nice to know, young lady. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the invite. But I'd have to change your diaper and give you a bottle. (laughs) Just kidding, dear. I'm glad that you were able to kind of redress what had been going on because that was very important for you to keep you on track with what you're doing. All right. That was Jasmine, and let's see who's here. Robert writes the following out of Santa Ana, California. I have a girlfriend, and she and I have been dating now for two years. I've been talking to her about getting a commitment. She says she's not ready for a commitment yet. We had a deep conversation the other evening, and that's when she told me that she's still seeing other people. I asked her how long this had been going on. She said before we started dating, and it never stopped. She gave me an ultimatum, either to accept the conditions that she's currently given me, or to find somebody else. I really have a lot of feelings for this woman. I went out and even bought an engagement ring. I was planning on popping the question. I thought we had it like that, but apparently not. I was miles off from what I expected of her. I'm just caught between a rock and a hard place now. My heart is in her camp. She's got her, my heart is in her camp, but she's not in mine. Robert, what I would tell you is this. Uh Uh-uh. You will be a fool if you go forward with this. If I were you, I would leave it as it is. If you bought the engagement ring, take it back, get your money back. Don't do it. Don't do it. She's letting you know that you're not the one. See, you're convenient for her right now so she can say she has a boyfriend. Just in case a guy that approaches her doesn't like, that she doesn't like, she can always say that. But for the most part, you're just a placeholder for her. You're an entree. I would not put myself in that position if I were you. You're a little bit too vulnerable right now. Now, you need some space from her. 
And here's the thing I bet that's happening in your relationship, Robert. I'm willing to bet you that you have smothered her. And that's one of the reasons why. Not the full reason, but that's one of the reasons why. The other one is that you were too easy for her to get. She didn't have to work for you. You did all the work for her. So now she's at a point where she's like, well, Robert's my tried and true, so I can go out and get with whomever I want to, and if I can't find anybody, I can come back and wind up with him, and he'll be happy with me, and then he'll treat me like a queen. That's the way she's looking at this, more than likely. She's wiping her feet on your back is what she's doing. And I guarantee you, you never allowed her to miss you. This is what I'd like for you to do. Don't text or call her. Just cut off the communication altogether. This will show you how much she cares about you. Because nine times out of ten, she's not going to call you anytime soon. It's going to be later on down the line. And what's going to happen is when she contacts you, she's going to make it seem like it was your fault. Why haven't you called me? And she's going to try this uh, chivalrous bullshit where they say, well, the man is only supposed to call or text the woman. Guys, look out for that trick. A lot of women use that. They hide behind the chivalry shield for one reason. They want you to feel like you haven't done something adequate enough for them. Don't do it. Don't put yourself in that situation. Because I'm telling you, the only thing she's going to do if you keep chasing her is she's going to run away. See, a woman that's into you, she's going to let you run after her a little bit, but guess what she's going to do? You know, like they're doing the horror movies where they trip over a twig or they run, they always run into the dark house and then they have to go through the rooms and they don't know whether the guy is there or not with the knife. What these women will do, they will intentionally slow themselves down for you to catch up. Because they're no fool. If they're into you, they want to make sure that uh, you can get to her quicker than you can get to another woman. And plus, it kind of strokes their ego a little bit and makes them feel a little bit better. And there's nothing wrong with that. Most women do that. They love that, to blush and to know someone is admiring them. But what you've done, you've saturated her. And she's not looking at it in that context. She's looking at you as somebody that could be a three o'clock guy later on. But I guarantee you, she's not going to contact you unless two things happen. She misses using you. Or something didn't go right with one of the guys she had plotted to get with. One of those two. Hit me up later. Let me know what happened. All right. Let's see here. Stephen writes the following out of, where is he from? He is from Dallas, Texas. I'm dealing with a situation right now and it's got me scratching my head. I went on a date with this lady the other night that I met on Hinge. And unfortunately, she brought her sister along. Don't get me wrong. I didn't mind her bringing her sister because her sister's really hot and smoking. But there's a problem. Her sister is one of these angry drunks. 
and she acted a damn fool the other night. I almost had to get in a fight with another guy because he was trying to grope her. And my girl told me that the only time we can go out is we have to bring her because she doesn't have a boyfriend. I have a feeling this is a recipe for disaster. But my dumb ass agreed to the terms. I have to admit, I am kind of greedy because if I can lay her sister and her at the same time, that would be heaven for me. I'm a little perverted, I'll admit it. But at least I'm an honest pervert, so you can't hold that against me. In any case, what are your thoughts on this? I'm 34 years old. I know I shouldn't be playing these games. She's 25 and her sister's 26. Your thoughts would be most appreciated. Man, oh man. Look, um, I think you're reaching your hand in the cookie jar to get spanked because it's going to be doubtful that you're going to be able to sleep with both of them. At least, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking at the same time. I did that once. I'm not going to go into details about it, but i tell you one thing. It was an experience I'll never forget. You're not going to be able to pull it off. And here's why. One, if her sister gets drunk like that on a regular, she's bringing her sister along as protection. I don't know if this is your first date, second, third, or fourth, but it seems like you've been going out with her a bit, or stalking to her a bit, She probably didn't tell you about her sister until the night of the date. I'm willing to bet. I think your girl is not really that into you to bring somebody else on the date with her. She already knows the way her sister behaves. It's new to you, but it's a normal thing to her. Now here's what I bet happens a lot when she tries this with guys. They wind up sleeping with her sister. Get her sister drunk. And then eventually start up something with her. And I think this is what you're thinking. You're going for the prize, which is your girl. But the consolation prize would be her sister. Get your mind out of the gutter, man. You're not going to get both of them at the same time. The best you're going to be able to do is probably wind up with the sister again. She's probably going to be pissed off at her. But she'll get over it because of the fact that she's using her sister to use you. Because here's the thing. No woman in her right, wrong, or sideways mind is going to bring another woman, I don't care if it's a sister, a cousin, an aunt, mom, or whoever, on a date with her and a guy. If she sprang this on you as a surprise, it was intentional. Trust me. The best you can do is probably tell her sister, girl, you can come out with me. We can go get something to drink. He's paying for it. That's more than likely what happened. I just would not put too much confidence in that situation altogether. But it's up to you. What are your choices? Your first choice is you can walk away from both of them. Second choice, you could try to go and talk to your girl and see if you could have a relationship without the sister interfering, which I doubt the third layer of it, because she kind of made that a conditional thing. 
The third layer is you can go for the sister and tell old girl, hey, you know what, I like your sister better than you, let me go on and do that, which will be kind of brash, and I don't think she's going to like that. That'll be like reaching over the dinner table. So, those are your choices. If you try to go for both of them, I'm guaranteeing you're going to get your hand slapped. More in a moment, folks. we got an email from Chuck out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. I listened to your podcast yesterday when you were talking about bipolar women. Yes, sir, that's what I think I've got. I met her on OkCupid. We've been dating now for about three weeks, and I'm starting to see some of the characteristics you described. We went hot and heavy our first date. Yes, that's right. We had sex on the first date. Right in my truck. Didn't even have to rent a hotel room or nothing. She was all into it. Everything. Oral, anal, you name it. Now she's cut me off. Telling me that she doesn't know if she wants a relationship. Telling me that I think of her like a whore, a loose woman. And everything she said was negative. I hung up the phone. I don't know how to deal with this. What am I to expect later on from her? Is it going to be something that's going to be a viable relationship or is this something that's going to die in the wind? Would like to have some kind of insight. That article that you had on Facebook really helped. But I'm just hoping that I have the guts to deal with this. I don't want to waste the last few years of my 20s with this woman if she's not about anything or if she's got a lot of problems that I can't deal with. But... I do thank you for your show, and I hope someday to meet you, have a beer with you. Well, appreciate that, sir. It looks like what we're dealing with here, sir, is some of the behavior associated with what we talked about yesterday. In particular, I think what is happening here is you're like I was. A deer in headlights when you got with your first bipolar woman. And I can tell you, you will find a large number of women that are like this. Now, because the population is larger, there are going to be, of course, more Caucasian women like this. Not to bring any racial lines into it, but statistically, that's what you're dealing with. A lot of women who are this way wind up on single sites a lot because they find it hard to keep relationships but yet these are the same women that complain about not being able to find a man. Now, depending on what level of bipolarism she has, you might want to ask her if she's taking her meds, if she's going to the doctor. Those kind of things are going to be very important. If she's trying to self-medicate with that, you're in for a bumpy ride, dude. You're in for a really bumpy ride. So, this is something you're going to have to really examine to see whether or not you have the stomach for it. Because I can tell you personally, having to do it over again, I wouldn't. But that's just me. Because the person I was with was in denial. She had the medications, the doctor and everything. She took herself off of it. And usually they take themselves off of that so they can have that manic 
period that they like to have. So this is something you have to determine whether or not you're going to deal with. Now, statistically as well, you'll find more Caucasian men with this as well, just because of the numbers. Doesn't mean that it only affects Caucasian men. It goes throughout every civilization known to man. So, if you don't have a stomach for it, you need to say it now. Because you're going into your 30s and you want to be prepped for that. And I know the sex was good and that's probably what you're looking at. But one thing I will tell you about those women too. When they go for sex, it's like no holds barred. They don't care what you have down there. They're going for it. But here's the thing I will tell you. After she comes off of this low, she's going to peak at another high again. And it may be higher than where she was before. So she may be heightened when it comes to things such as sensitivity. She may be paranoid. All of these things play into that mix. Just understand one thing for sure. That when you're with her, Understand that you signed up for it. The good, the bad, the ugly. The reason why a lot of guys, ladies in general, why they really prefer bipolar women in general is because of that manic portion of their personality when they are over-sexualized, over-stimulated, hyper-stimulated. Now, this doesn't happen with all of them. With some of them, it does. With others, believe it or not, they're not moved by it. Now, one thing the medications will do, it will kind of, uh, in some way, dull their sexual interests in some women. But don't do it just for the sex, man, because I'm going to tell you, you're going to fuck around and get that woman pregnant. I'm just letting you know this now. And I want you to understand one thing. Try dealing with a bipolar baby mama. That's a tough one to deal with. More in a moment. Well, okay, we'll just go on. We won't even take a break here. Let's go and see what the next one is here. Deanne, out of Bangor, Maine, writes the following. I met this guy. He lives in Maryland. I met him through my job. We've been chatting a while. And he seems to be pretty interesting. Now, he told me last night, as we talked on the phone, that we would have a little problem. And he said the problem was his ex-wife. She hasn't let him go yet. And now he's getting a transfer on this job, and he's thinking about moving up here with me. His company has a subsidiary up here, and he will take a cut in pay. But he's told me that he's divorced and she's completely out of his mind, out of his heart and everything. And he wanted to know whether or not I would date him if he did move up here. This has got me thinking because we really had a good time when we met. What are your thoughts on this? I'm kind of skeptical, to be honest with you. I would be skeptical too, my dear. I don't think this would be a good deal for you. 
He's admitted that he has a ex that's not letting go. I could just imagine him moving up there. And here's the thing that I'd be afraid of. He moves in with you for a period of time in order to get himself together. Meanwhile, old girl finds out where he is and she tracks him down. Now, one thing that works to your advantage, at least there's a good distance between Maryland and Maine. But you can't knock him for being honest with you by telling you the baggage he has up front, the ex-wife. I don't know how to look at this because you said that we would have a problem. Meaning that I guess you're quoting him as to say we would have a problem. If he said this to you, he's bringing you into his shit. You don't need that. So, if I were you, I would say, look, why don't you get your personal affairs together first? And then when you move up here, I will help you get a place. Not necessarily financially help, but look for him a place. But make sure he's not moving in with you. Don't do that. Don't Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Because you don't know what kind of crazy is attached to him. Because, see, he'll probably be to try to guide it. Probably be the guy that tries to go and sleep with her again while he's with you. And, yeah, that can lead to number drama. Because, see, the way guys look sometimes, they look at it from the standpoint. If I create the drama, who's going to have to do all of the arguing? The women. And he walks away. So that'll be the best deal, I would say. All right, Joanne out of Houston writes the following. I listen to your show, and you get some good information. I really appreciate that. I got a problem right now, and maybe you can give me some kind of solution, hopefully, or some kind of direction. My baby daddy moved out, and he's with my best friend. They've been together now for about two and a half weeks. He came over yesterday to see the kids. He gave me $200, and then we got a little busy. Now, I don't charge him for that, but he just makes sure that the kids have some money every week. So $800 a month, I'm not complaining. But what I can't understand, and maybe you can give me some understanding on this, why would he go with her, break up with me, to cheat with me again? I just think that that's stupid. Am I missing something here? Joanne, Houston, Texas. Joanne, this is a common thing that guys will do. Houston, Atlanta, Memphis, Mississippi, Alabama in some cases, Tennessee. What guys like to do, and I'm just going to be honest with you, guys like these that you're dealing with, they like to shit in one place and eat in another. And see, the way they look at it, wherever they're shitting, They want to go somewhere else to eat. So he got tired of you and your situation with the baby. And he went over to your friend. He's been with her. But he's coming back sliding money to you. See, what he's looking at, 
he's looking at you as a situation where he's not giving that money necessarily to the kids. He's giving it to you. That's his admission to get between your legs. I hate to say it this way, but that's the way it is. And you're letting him do it. So not only is he silly about doing this, you are too. Don't you realize that, look, you could cut the pussy off, take him to child support court, get it done legally. And I'm sure I'm not going to get in your business. That's up to you to make that decision. I'm not recommending that you do this. But what I am saying is that you got better options than this. Because right now what he's doing is he's paying his $200 admission fee, getting in between your legs. And what happens if you have another baby? What's going to happen then? You get $100 extra a month, from a week from him? What if old girl gets pregnant? You don't have that to worry about because it's his problem. What he'll probably do then is find another woman to fuck her life up too. And one question I want to ask you. Is it a situation where he's trying to prove his manhood by having children? You're still calling him baby daddy, so I'm sure he didn't think enough of you to marry you. So apparently, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place on that one, as the other guy said in the email, as he was. This is something you really will need to examine and look at yourself introspectively. Why haven't you moved on? Why are you still sleeping with this dude? Gotta ask yourself that question. I don't know how old you are, but I can tell you're rather young. Because an older woman wouldn't put up with this shit. (laughs) A woman in her late 20s, 30s, oh, this would not be happening. But see, you digmatize. That's right. You might as well face it. You're hoping that you give, you can outdo the other woman. Singing that song, my pussy's better than your puss, my puss better than yours. Oh, I'm sorry. Warm pie is better than yours. My warm pie is better than yours. Or something to that effect. Or your milkshake. Um, I just think you need to really reevaluate how you feel about yourself on this. Because right now, I got to be honest with you. If I were just to read this email and really not think this through, I would think he was doing nothing more than just paying for a prostitute. And you're the mother of his children. You deserve better. So if he breaks up with her, he's going to come back to you. Will Will things improve? Will you have certain milestones and demands for him when he comes back? Or will it be the same old, same old? You're so glad to have him back. He just punished you by not being with you. So therefore, you're thankful that he came back. You feel graced by his presence. You really need to reevaluate how you feel about yourself, young lady. Seriously. You're worth more than $200 a week for what you're doing. 
All right, let's see what else we got here. Ronald out of Biloxi, Mississippi writes the following. Well, I got caught cheating. The only thing I could say is she busted me. As with my next door neighbor's wife. He's out on the road now. He's a long haul truck driver and I'm sure I got to deal with that when he gets back. I don't know if my wife's going to tell him or not, but she gave her neighbor's wife a really good earful the other day. I got caught red-handed. Thought she had gone to work. She doubled back and yep, caught me on the downstroke. I think the thing that made it the worst was that it was in our master bedroom. Because she kept talking about that. Now she's talking about getting a new bedroom set. She heard one of your podcasts where a woman had done that to her husband. And now, guess what's happening to me? Thanks a lot, buddy. That's all I can say. All right, well, it wasn't my fault. You're the one that cheated. You're the one that got caught. Don't blame me. Blame yourself. And don't try to blame your dick because your dick is only going to go so far. You did that. You have no one to blame but yourself. The only thing I do is read what people write in. If your wife listened to the show and took some action like that, making you buy another bedroom set because you cheated with another woman in your bedroom, (laughs) that's the price you pay. And by the way, who would be a dumbass if you're going to cheat? Why are you going to bring the woman to your house? Even if she's a next-door neighbor. You don't want to do that. You're starting a bad habit. Because then other neighbors see that happening. Man, you need to take a class in cheating one-on-one. Because right now, your game is weak, dude. It is weak. More in a moment, folks. All right, got an email from Alan out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. He writes the following. I went to meet my girl's mom last night. I've been dating my girl now for about a good four and a half weeks. Almost two months. Well, not quite. It's about a month and one week, I guess. Forgive me for such an error. I'm rather nervous right now because I never wrote into a show like this. One thing that I can truly say, though, her mom really likes me and likes me in the kind of wrong way. My girl went upstairs to her room to take a shower, and I was in the living room with her mom. She was sitting on a recliner. I was sitting on the couch. She came over to the couch and sat right beside me. Man, I felt so uncomfortable. This woman leaned over on me, and as I was answering her questions, because she was asking me how long that I've been dating her daughter, how I've met her daughter, and as she was asking these questions, she was looking me in my eyes, and man, I tell you, 
You don't know how bad I wanted to take on that old woman. She's old by my standards. I'm only 19. She's 45. I just don't know if I should go through with this because she went and let her hands go in places where they shouldn't have been. I didn't know whether to take her hand off of me or tell her to stop or I just let her do it. I know it's going to be something that's going to be more later on for sure. When my girl came downstairs, she made it a point to be back in the recliner by the time she got. She's got here by the time he's got here by the time she got. He just ended the sentence right there. We went out to the movies later, and that has been staying in my mind the whole time. I know it's going to be a long time before I get a chance to sleep with my girl for the first time. But her mom is definitely ready. She made sure to tell her to invite me back over tonight. I don't know what the night will bring if last night was what it was. And she went on to tell me that her mom really liked me. And she says that it's very seldom that she approves of my boyfriends. Dude, I'm going to tell you what's getting ready to happen. Mama is oversexed. More than likely, Mama doesn't have a man. And you just happen to be somebody that Mama likes along with the daughter. Oh, Mama going to get some of that dick if you keep dating her daughter. Trust me. She's going to be the gatekeeper on that. She is going to be the gatekeeper. If she started filling on you and everything already, oh, it's on and cracking. I know it's a fucked up feeling. I had it happen to me once. But here's the thing you got to remember. If you sleep with a mom, if a girl ever finds out, your relationship is over. And she's going to be pissed at her mom. And then you're going to be the problem. And then, of course, she's going to be softer on her mom than she is on you. You're going to be the bad guy because you're the male. I wouldn't do it. I'd figure out some kind of way to make up an excuse not to go back over there because you know that woman going to wind up fucking you. You already know it. You can already see it. Now, her mom had the presence of mind to get back where she was before her daughter got back downstairs. In other words, she's doing what her daughter would normally do with a guy, it seems like, and I'm going to be honest with you, it seems like the daughter is the adult in the room and the mom is the kid. Mom hasn't grown up or doesn't want to grow up. And by the way, what you doing calling a woman old in her 40s? Just saying. Because see, she's at her peak sexual point. Because see, there's certain things about a woman when she gets in her 40s. She knows her body very well. I mean, extremely well by her 40s and another thing too she's got a lot of energy at that age usually that woman gonna wind up fucking you you keep going over there with that girl so the only way you're gonna avoid this let me tell you what your options are option one oh by the way option one should be finishing the sentence you stopped at gat and you didn't finish the rest of it you just went on to the next sentence But anyway, option one should be 
make up an excuse where you and your girl can be alone. Now, here's the thing. Being that you got to go back over there tonight, you better be huddled under your girl just like a pair of panties that fit too small. You better be all up under her because I'm going to tell you, mama coming after your ass. And she's going to figure out a way to get you by yourself. Now, how is that going to happen? She's going to have you to either help her move something, help her do something, and she's going to make sure she contacts you while the daughter is not around, maybe at work or whatever. Now, here's the thing. Once you start screwing that woman, she's not going to want you to stop, and she's not going to have a problem with you screwing her daughter. But see, here's the thing. She knows that her daughter's bar is higher than hers. And so guess who who she's expecting to get hooked on first? She expects for you to get hooked on mom before you get to daughter. No telling how many other men she's done this to. And I tell you another thing to be don't be surprised by. You know how your girl said that your mom, her mom did not like some of the guys, the other guys that she brought over? That's because mom fucked them and told them to go away. Drink that Kool-Aid if you want to, my friend. Maybe bitter, not so sweet. But your options. You could break up with your girl, start over again. That's an obvious option. Option two, you could isolate your girl from her mom for a while if you're going to be with her. And the two of you can work on your relationship and see where it goes. Option three, you could break up with old girl and still see mom on the down low. Option four, which I don't recommend, you wind up screwing both of the women. It's going to take you longer for the daughter. But mom's ready to go. Mom's already wet and waiting for you. Telling. That's something you have to watch. And remember, her mother's going to get an exemption no matter what. Because she's blood. Your ass is going to wind up just like the rest of those other guys. So the next guy her daughter brings home, first thing she is going to say Oh, he's handsome, so-and-so and so-and-so. And And then afterwards, she's going to say that to the new guy. But about you, she's going to say, oh, yeah, he wasn't worth anything. I'm willing to bet you. Daughter probably don't even know what's going on. Just saying, man. Keep your eyes open. And how the fuck do you not know... You said you were with her four and a half months. And then you said two months. Then you said four. Boy, you so fucked up. Look, <laughs> leave them women alone and go on and get you a new woman. Before you fuck around and do something stupid. All right, let's go on here. Erica out of Alpharetta, Georgia writes the following. I have a question for you. You're a man. You seem to have a good head on your shoulders. Please riddle me this. Why did the guy that tried to talk to me recently wind up dumping me for a transsexual out of Atlanta? I don't want to hear any excuses, please. 
I just want to hear answers. I have everything that a man would want. I'm a female, biological female. Attach this to my photo so you can get a good shot of me. Why would a man want to leave this for one of those things? Heartbroken, hurt, and still confused. This right here forced my hand to make a choice. No black man. I don't give a fuck if the white guy is racist that I get with. I don't want to be with another black man after this. This is not the first time I've run across a brother that was on the down low. I don't know what's in the water down here or what. Please give me a sufficient answer and I'd most appreciate it. Erica, Alpharetta, Georgia. Erica, you're running into men that have those tendencies. Let's face it, Atlanta is the LGBTQ capital of the South. Let's call it for what it is. It is. That's the way it is. And you're going to find a lot of guys down there on the down low. And you say that now because you're angry about just going for a white man just because he's white. But here's the thing you have to look at. You always got to have your standards, values, and boundaries in place. Just because you're frustrated now doesn't mean that you got to go and grab the first white guy you see. What you need to do is still judge people on their own merit, whether they're white, black, or whatever race. Your happiness is important. Right now, you're throwing away that. You're just going for whatever is convenient for you. I wouldn't recommend that. Now, I can't answer the question as to why he decided to lead you on like that and then wind up with a trans woman. That's on him. The thing that I will tell you is this. Get yourself checked. Make sure you don't have any STDs or infections or anything like that. And from now on, what you're going to have to do is be a little bit more vigilant. You might want to start dating outside of the that area of Georgia, Atlanta area. Get you a country boy. Get you somebody that's maybe um, a little bit more grounded as to where you are when it comes to lifestyle. Now, people don't wear labels, so you don't know what they're about. With anyone, it's just like a book you haven't read. You've got to open it up and read the pages. And so you open the book up, Later on, read the pages and found out he dumped you for a trans woman. Well, what you got to do now is get out of your emotional state, get in your logical state about what you really want out of a man and what you have to bring. And look at the congruency. How far were you off as far as uh, you guys being congruent with your ex you see one thing that he already did he concealed a lifestyle or a life choice that he desired
It's not your loss. It's your gain. So now you just move forward. That's all you can do now. Getting stuck, raising your values at some unreasonable rate, I mean standards at some reasonable, unreasonable rate would be stupid. You'd be hurting yourself and isolating yourself. Why punish yourself for something that happened to you? You get frustrated? Okay, you could date interracially, you could date whoever you want. But just make sure they love you back. Make sure you get to know them. But there's no radar to, you know, find out what a person has going on in their private lives. You realize how many people have been married and didn't find out certain things about their spouse until years after they married? People do this all the time. There's no magic wand. And I know you're looking for one concise answer and you won't find it. And the reason why you won't find it is because your answer doesn't exist. Because the problem is you're dealing with individuals and each person has their own thing going on. And the only way you're going to know is just how you found out. Going through the experience. Now, there are sometimes you can see red flags, but most often you can't. And you fall into that category. I know you're hurt, but don't feel like a fool. And by the way, this photo, oh yeah, you got it going on. See, I'm glad I never met you because you'd be pregnant right now with our fifth child. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. But, but seriously, yeah, yeah. Folks, she has on this short set, and it's really nice. It looks really nice on her. She's wearing a sandal. She's smiling. It looks cool. But yeah, I think he fucked up. I think he fucked up big time because physically, yeah. Oh, and another thing, Erica, please don't do this. There was a lady that wrote me. This was about last year. No, it was in 2020. And she found out her husband was gay. And she didn't know how to deal with it. This woman went to the extent of saying, I'll go and buy a strap on as long as you stay with me. And of course, it made her look kind of foolish to him because he wanted a man. So, in your case, don't make any suggestions like that. Just move on. All right. More in a moment, folks. All right. Let's see what's in the mailbag here from Sabrina out of West Hollywood, California. I've listened to your podcast, and I like many of the subjects you cover. You cover one particular topic that really relates to what I'm going through right now. I'm a 35-year-old lesbian woman, and I've fallen head over heels with a co-worker. She's married. And I'm starting to believe some of the things that you said 
in your podcast that's actually happening to me now. She's led me on, told me that she was planning on leaving her husband. I met her children. They call me auntie. I'm no threat to her husband right now. He thinks that I'm just a co-worker. She and I have been seeing each other now for about two years. But now, I feel as though it's about time for us to make some decisions. She's been waffling around about, she's not sure if she wants to stay married, and then she'll tell me she's not sure if she's a lesbian. And I told her she didn't have to be, she just had to be with me. But apparently that is an issue for her. We've gone back and forth over this for months now. I really love her and she's really in my heart. She comes over whenever she gets a chance and we make love. But it seems like that's all our relationship consists of now. She complains about coming to West Hollywood. She lives out in Torrance. I come out to see her. I check in the motel and she meets me there and we do our little thing. And then I come back home. I can tell you it's the loneliest drive home. There's nobody for me to love up here. When I'm with her, it's like I'm in heaven. We forget all of our problems. She doesn't mention her husband or her family. And we get along great. I'm just hoping that things will work out between the two of us. But maybe it's a pipe dream for me. But I'm just hoping... And I know I'm wrong for this, but I've been trying my best to convince her that I can love her better than her husband can. Sabrina, West Hollywood, California. Sabrina, you already know that you're making a mistake, right? You already know. That woman's going to cling to her husband and her family. She's using you right now, emotionally. And I don't think that it's a situation where you're trying to stroke your ego by saying, oh, I'm with this hetero woman. I don't think it's that at all. I think you genuinely love this woman. You guys are falling in love together. But here's what you got to realize. Something is definitely wrong in her marriage. The only reason why she's with you right now is because something's wrong in her marriage. I'm willing to bet you if nothing was wrong, she wouldn't have never given you the time of day. Now, here are the things that are going to keep her in that marriage. Always talk about it. Guilt, blame, and shame. She don't want to be blamed for the breakup. She don't want to be shamed for being heterosexual with her husband and finding out that she also sleeps with women. She don't want to feel guilty as being the person that fucked it up for everybody. So guess who she's going to have to do all of that blame, shame, and guilt? She's going to throw it on your shoulders. So the best thing for you to do now is to start the detachment process. Because I'm, and also I'm wondering how things going at the job. Have people noticed that work? 
I'm sure somebody has. And let me tell you, if the rumor mill starts and it gets out, she's going to end that relationship ASAP. Don't get comfortable because you've been together for two years. You're dealing with an emotionally unstable person is what you're dealing with. Anytime a person goes out of their relationship or marriage, that's the way you have to treat them. Because they're not getting the stability from their partner and they're seeking it elsewhere. That woman's going to break your heart. And at 35, you should know better. It's just going to save you a lot of headache and heartache. You need to find a good woman that will be someone you can access at any time you so desire. Not someone that gives you limited access, limited terms, where you got to go spend your money to check in a hotel, motel or whatever down there in Torrance to see her. See, she has an alibi because she has that long distance. I don't know where you guys work, but I'm assuming you're living in West Hollywood. And that's probably where she's going to, to work. So being that that's the case, she always has an excuse for not coming home or for coming home late. I get it. But see, this has worked out of convenience. But what happens when we change? When we change, we inconvenience others. And when we inconvenience others, they no longer can benefit from the way things used to be. So instead of trying to put that pressure on her for to leave her husband, the pressure that needs to be applied here is the change you apply in your behavior with her. And the way that would be is the first. What do we usually tell people when it comes to breakups? You start with the lack of intimacy. Secondly, you got to start with the distance. You want to keep the communications open only on the professional and business level, being that you guys work together. Outside of that, She's going to probably want to put you, pull you to the side at work and talk to you. And here's the thing you got to watch. If she starts getting emotional at work with you, everybody and their mother's going to know something's up. Because see, you're an emotional crutch for her. If her husband would give her the same thing you're giving her right now, and that's attention and time, You'd be a forgotten memory. Do yourself a favor. Find someone who really loves you and who really has time for you. Someone who has a way of not being preoccupied with other things. Remember I talk about emotional unavailability? This is it at its finest. You got the physical person, you got the emotional bond, but guess what you don't have? A relationship. You have a conditional arrangement. And that condition is predicated on whether or not she can get away from her husband. 
Who wants to live like that? You deserve better than that. See, the thing you have to remember is this. As a lesbian, you have to find who you are. You're proud of who you are. You like women. Okay, big deal. She can't admit that because she doesn't know what she is. She don't know whether she's, I guarantee you, if you were to ask her about her sexual orientation, she'll say she's heterosexual. Because she's caught on that cusp. Because you got to remember, sometimes people will emote with people that they may not normally be around. Hell, it used to happen to me all the time. Some of the wives up there in Beverly Hills and different places coming in telling me their problems. A black man of all people. The socially despised group of people by and large by society standards in America. But yet, you're somebody to bounce ideas off the wall with. You're someone that they want to eventually have the same feelings for them that they miss from their husbands and their spouses. Been through that shit. But they have that demarcation line. One, it's their marriage. Two, in my case, it was the woman's race, her marriage, her social status, because usually some of the women were very well off. But yet, they were willing to take down all of those barriers and were willing to have sex have a relationship with someone because they could relate to them, they could emote. And then what you'll realize is that you'll be used for that emotional release only. Because when it comes down to it, when they go into their public persona, they don't want to be around black people. She wouldn't want to be around a lesbian. She wouldn't want that name associated with her. See, in the workplace, she's showing that she's more liberal and accepting. She's just like a separatist. I don't mind you being around me. I just don't want to be seen with you in public. Now, I'm sure in West Hollywood, you guys can be together and do whatever you want. Walk down the street, holding hands, kissing and all that good stuff. Can't do that in Torrance, can you? Because you don't know who knows who. So don't limit yourself like that. You're a bright, wonderful lady. And I see you've attached a photo of you and her together. Could I suggest one thing, though? I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. Judging by the way you look, just on appearances only, you could do so much better. If it's just on, based on physical attraction only, 
Yeah. Old girl looks like Kathy Griffin. No shade on her, but that's who she looks like here. And you're sitting here looking like, oof. Mm. You could very well pass for a Linda Evans double. Not Linda Evans, but Linda Carter double. The Wonder Woman lady. What you doing? Come on, be serious. All right, let's go on here. Oh, boy. Raquel writes the following. Out of Inglewood, California. I have a question for you. Please don't judge me and don't think I'm a lowlife. LOL. My boyfriend bought me over a bottle of Hennessy the other night. And he said, this is my birthday gift in advance. My birthday is September 5th. Why would he bring me over a bottle of Hennessy in August? Now, I haven't complained to him about it yet. And I do like my Hennessy. But I feel like he stole that from someplace. Because when we went on that last date... He was going, stealing the stuff, the condiments and things like that. He's entertaining. I like him a lot. But it's just that hood that's in it. We went to the gas station the other night. I offered to fill his tank up. He said, no, he got it. Because he has this thing where a man has to pay for everything. This fool put in $5 worth of gas. I didn't want to say anything to him. I just kept my mouth shut. I love him, but I just don't know if I could love him thoroughly. I guess my problem is I could love him, but I don't think I could trust him. Do you think that's a good thing for somebody to start a relationship with? I've been in relationships like these before and they never turned out good. But I'm hoping that I can have a better outcome here. Raquel, Inglewood, California. Raquel. Hell no. Here's the problem. He's You have a hustler, honey. That's what you got. You have a straight-up hustler. I'm guaranteeing you he doesn't have a job. Probably haven't told you where he worked. But here's the thing. You're dealing with a hustler who has pride. Understand a couple of things. Statistically, women usually have jobs. So what that means is that more than likely, he's not working, but he doesn't want to depend on you because his pride is in the way. But he may not be able to get a job for whatever reason, or maybe doesn't have one for whatever reason. Usually it's due to a background or something of that sort. You're right, he probably did steal that bottle of Hennessy and told you that was your birthday gift. Let's see. This is dated the 30th. So that means 31st. 
Damn, he's about, what, seven days ahead? I guarantee he didn't pay for it. But you kind of like the sleazy kind of dude anyway. Apparently, that's where you're headed. But see, you got to do something that you haven't done in the past. You got to raise your standards. And I know you hate doing that because, look, I've talked to women before that told me straight up, I don't want to raise my standards because if I do, I then would discriminate against more black men. I've heard a woman say that. Honey, at this point, you got to go for you. Fuck that allegiance to the race and all that shit. Go for what's comfortable for you. Don't complain if he winds up just like the rest of the men you've been with. Because after all, that's what you sought, that's what you got. You complain about him because it's like, oh, this is going to be the same old shit. But guess what? You made that decision. There are a better caliber of man out there that you could have chosen. Now, I'm willing to bet you the reason why you chose this guy is because you can control him to a certain aspect. But you got to deal with the fact that he's still out there on the streets. The streets don't have a retirement program. So what is he going to do when he gets older if you stay with him that long? What happens if you get pregnant by him? It's going to all be on you. See, the thing is, I think you find glory in the fact that you can get with these guys that are low-hanging fruit. And, of course, they fill your head with a lot of superficial bullshit, and you believe it. See, guys are good at making women feel better than they really are. And that's one aspect I hate about my brethren in general. Because what happens with the compliments with most women? They take them and throw them in the trash because they've heard it before. Oh, you're beautiful. You're this, you're that. You got to step up your standards in your game if you want to get out of that rut you're in. But I think you actually like being there myself because you have this kind of exposure to danger and clandestine venues with a guy like this. He's entertaining. Just don't get caught up in the bullshit and wind up behind bars behind him. That's what I would say. Or yet in the morgue. Those streets ain't got shit to give you back. You can give it your life. It gives you nothing. Take care. All right, now, there's something I want to talk about. There was a situation in Georgia recently. Uh, The grand jury actually acquitted this father for protecting his property and his daughter. To give you a little backstory on this, what happened, daughter had angry boyfriend. Angry boyfriend 
comes over to the house. She's at her parents' home. The footage is caught on ring cam. And what he does, he forces his way into this home, to this apartment. And he's just slamming his shoulder against the door. And he finally breaks the door open. Now, before he did this, the father warned him to go away, get off my porch, I have a gun. He didn't give a damn. He comes in, father opens up on his ass and lays him to rest. The daughter said that if he would have gotten in, he was going to kill her and probably kill her parents. Now, the sad thing for this young man, he showed up at this girl's house, apparently didn't have a weapon, and some people are saying, well, you know, he should have had a gun too before he did that. Bullshit. You come into somebody's house, forcing your way in, breaking down the door, yeah, their asses deserve to get shot. See, in Georgia and Florida, you have stand your ground. In California, you could defend yourself to save your life and the life of someone else under the threat of harm, which is a little bit different. So if you are arguing over a parking space and you got that person and you shot somebody in the parking lot, that won't hold up in California. Now, one thing that I think is the dumbest thing, and I've seen guys do this outside the club all the time, I never understood it. There was one time I was out at a nightclub, and these two guys got to arguing in the parking lot. And so they got into a fist fight. After the fist fight, the guy said, hold on a minute, let me go to my car. This fool stood there and said, yeah, go to your damn car. Big mistake. He came back, and he came back shooting. Didn't kill the guy, but shot him in the shoulder. The fool was down there on the ground telling me, you shot me. He was very fortunate that the guy didn't shoot him again. Could have killed him. But I'm sure he didn't do it because of the witnesses. There were a lot of people in the parking lot at the time. Police came. They took the guy to jail. He had an outstanding warrant. The other guy went to the hospital. All because he wanted to be macho man. Fellas, you got to learn how to check that shit. If somebody says they're going to their car for something and you've just had a heated argument with them or a fight, you need to get your ass out of there at that time. Because if you don't, there's a good possibility they're going to come back with some heat. Now, this can even happen in a regular fist fight. Regular fist fight. You don't know what that guy's carrying. You don't know who's packing and who's not. I had a friend of mine that was a pastor one time. But the congregation didn't know. But a few people and myself, because I knew him for years. He had a shoulder holster with a 44 Magnum 
under his robe. He didn't believe in anything he preached. And he was honest about it with the people who knew him only. Telling me things such as, man, you want to be a deacon here? He said, hell, the only thing you got to do is come in here. We'll give you a lapel pin. He said, you want any of these women in here? Which one you want? But when he was around his congregation, oh, he was a sweet and loving pastor. Couldn't do no wrong. Fucking women at will in the church asking me which one I want. Did I want the quite director with our fine ears? I, I was like, nah, mm-mm. He was like, you want old girl over there? No. He said, which one of these women you want? No, I'm fine. Because he was still hood. He was that way when we were in the Marine Corps. I remember when we were digging that ditch that day, that foxhole, down at Pendleton. It was hot as fuck that day, and we had dug up the damn ground because your foxhole had to be six feet in length, and it had to be three feet in width and in depth. We made it where we had a grenade sump in there, and we put in a, made a little seat for ourselves. And while we digging this damn thing, he says, you know, after I get out, I'm going to start me a church. Like, man, get the fuck out of here. You don't even believe in the Bible. You don't believe in God. He said, they don't know that. And that was his hustle. And sure, as we dug that hole that day, that's what he did. Just as hood as he could be. But, you know, it all depends on the person. The thing you got to realize, folks, too, is this. You may have an image of someone, but they can be totally opposite. You never know. When you date them, you find out a lot of things about them. I remember there was this one fine-ass woman that Monica and I knew out there in Beverly Hills. And we went over to her house one day. An old girl had a partial in the front. Both of her front teeth were missing. She took the partial out that day, put it in the damn um, little glass, and she's walking around, and I'm like, damn. And I was cracking up with Monica. I said, she looked like a vampire now. She got this little two incisors on the side. And she was like, yeah. But to look at her when she's really dolled up, couldn't tell. But she was letting her hair down then. Fine woman, I mean, except for the teeth. And um, the interesting thing was this. She was telling me, she said, I can never take these things out in front of anybody else but you guys because you guys are my friends. I said, but when I'm out in public, I can't do this shit. So I gotta have that image. And let me tell you, the droves of men that would try to talk to her was ridiculous. 
But that's the way she was. But she was very vulnerable when she was at home. She could be herself. When she left those front doors of her place, oh, she was the queen of the world. Couldn't tell her anything. And I used to pity the guys that would try to talk to her because they'd get dissed. Because she had a very, very high opinion of herself externally. When she came home, she was the most vulnerable creature on the planet. And you have people that are like that. When I was young and stupid, I got jealous of my friends. They all had muscles, big muscles and shit. So I didn't have any. And I saw this jacket you could buy. And it had these bellows in them, and you could pump them up with air. And it made you look like you had muscles. So one night, I decided to buy it. And so I went to the club. My shit looked tight. The jacket was fit tight, boy. Until one of the women felt my damn bicep. And she was like, you need to quit. I was like, damn. My self-esteem went with her squeezing that bicep. I was like, damn. But I wanted to fit in. Did I? Hell no. And so I realized I had to be the best me possible. But it was a good try. I didn't put forth no effort anywhere a woman was going to really just believe that I was that built. And the guys, they were teasing, they said, yeah. <laughs> they said, Mr. Blow Up Muscle Man. And they were teasing me and shit. It was fucked up. And then one dude was like, yo, man, I got a switchblade over here. Let me pop <laughs> Let me pop that zit on your arm. I was like, nah, I'm all right. I'm cool. But I was like, damn. But believe it or not, that jacket was very comfortable to sleep in. It felt like you had a pillow around your body. It was pretty neat, though. The things we used to do. All kind of stuff. Antics. A friend one time told us, hey, man, we all need to go out and buy wedding bands. We did. And shit. We got so many single women that night, it wasn't funny. It was pathetic. When we got in that same environment without the rings, single women didn't want to talk to us. Then we had friend Bruce. And what Bruce did, he went and bought a dick sleeve from an adult bookstore. And for those of you who don't know, a dick sleeve is a very long penis that a guy can put over his penis in order to penetrate a woman. It's a lot longer. So if he's only six or seven inches, or even if he's four, he could just slide it over his penis. And if it's a 10-inch, 9-inch, whatever. Well, what old boy decided to do he wore him some tight-ass jeans, and he had this thing hanging where you could see the dick print. And he cracked where he said, yo, man. 
He said, I'm going to go with him and give me some women tonight. I was like, man, please. Because we were going to a club down in Orange County, mainly white women. He's walking around. Every woman that night asked him to dance. And he was like, yeah, y'all jealous. Tell us we're jealous. We're like, man. He said, yeah. He said, I can get these women. He said, now, after I get them, then that's a different story. But I can at least pull them. And he'd get their phone numbers and stuff. And I was like, damn. And, of course, after they find out that it wasn't all him, they still messed with him, though. They still dealt with him. But that was his shtick. But you grow out of that shit. We were doing that shit when we were, like, 19, 18. We grew out of that shit. But sadly, some people don't. They go with that throughout their lives and into their retirement age. And that's that's where it gets messed up. They don't want that to happen. I would like to personally thank you for listening to Romantic Truth. You may follow us on Facebook.com backslash Romantic Truth. You may ask your friends to subscribe to Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth. Or you can leave us a message at Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth backslash message. You may contact us through email at RomanticTruthPodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.